It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Hour of Love. I'm Charball, and man, El Bandito here is going to tell you what we're all about. Absolutely, we've got the hottest hour of radio right here, where we talk for an hour about what it is that we love most. And tonight we have a super exciting theme, because in a few days, the new premiere is going to come out for The Walking Dead. Oh, man, every time I hear that music, man, I mean, it, it, it sends chills up my spine. It's an awesome theme, but, man, oof, oof, it's so creepy. No doubt, and I have to say that intro to me is just beautiful. Like, it's oh, so perfect. Yeah. It reflects the tone of the show just in a few seconds and a few quick images. I just absolutely freaking love it. But, of course, with the premiere coming out this week of Season 8, uh, we wanted to reach back and hope that everyone's kind of caught up or getting caught up before the Season 8 premiere. Oh, and yeah. we're going to talk all about what went down in Season 7 with, like, oh my gosh, the introduction. Well, I shouldn't say the introduction, but with the presence of Negan that he had in the show. Uh, so if you're not all caught up, maybe you want to go catch up and t- catch this on Podbean oh, yeah. uh, you know, in, an- in a- another week or so. Um, but if you are all caught up, sit back, turn it up, and get ready for an hour of talking about some walking dead. Oh, man. And you know, what better way to start it off, man? But you mentioned them already, man. We got to talk about Negan. Absolutely, man. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I'm such a fan of this dude. I mean, I can't say he was in a super ton of stuff that like, <laughs> I know off the top of my head, uh-huh. but I know like right off the bat, when he played the Winchester's father in Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. that yeah, the, in that show. the first few seasons of that show, you know, like the brothers are kind of like looking for their dad and he kind of left them hanging and disappeared and he's this monster hunter and he's kind of a dick. Okay. You know, and they're always trying to find him and whenever they catch up to him, he's kind of like, yeah, man, I, I got shit I got to do. You know, you boys got to do your own thing, you know? And, <laughs> and he's kind of stands off. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you, you kind of think he's a jerk, but he's so charismatic and so cool that I'm like, man, like you you just can't wait for them to catch up to dad again you know that's cool yeah by the same token you catch him in the walk with the watchman yes that was one of my first times seeing him yeah and and there he is as the comedian same thing like he's fighting crime and all this stuff but then once in a while you kind of get the fact that he's a little rapey yeah kind of a dick. Yeah, I was going to say, you know? can't go without mentioning that particular it, aspect. Absolutely. Yeah. Or the fact that he knocked up some Vietnamese lady and then just shot her, and you're oh, like, what yeah. the fuck? But, you know, just that character seems to follow Jeffrey Dean Morgan around, of being like this kind of rugged, no-nonsense badass dude yep. who, like, is really charming, and you can't help but be like, guys like really got a point and he doesn't fuck around yes but he's kind of a super dick oh yeah 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 absolutely man like you said i mean he definitely keeps his people protected but at that price you know absolutely scary man man. and it just you know like guys like the governor and stuff like that i'm not saying that those people couldn't happen but this 
particular individual, like you could see that when Robert Kirkland was writing him in the comics that he was like, you know, we're going to make the, the, you know, Rick's ultimate bad guy here, you know, pretty much like the guy that kind of has just as much control as he does, but kind of has a completely different way of going about it. (laughs) Absolutely, man. And what's funny is like, you know, you think of the governor and it's like, yeah, he's kind of doing what he's doing because of his daughter and and the the world's a little weird and he kind of wants to find a way to make it all work and he's kind of losing his marbles about it, you know? Then you think about Terminus, you know, where those people got fucked over royal so then they just decided to slaughter everyone they met from then on. Yeah, they were, you know? And you're kind of like, man, those are like extreme reactions to some horrible dark shit that happened to these people and then you think about negan and man all through season seven we never quite figured out like what makes this dude fucking tick (laughs) but i can tell you this this is a guy who from day one recognized that the zombie apocalypse was his golden ticket man that now he can just do and get whatever the fuck he wants and and in this weird way whenever he's explaining why he does the things that he does Uh you're kind of just like I totally see where you're coming from, man, but like, you, yeah, you're getting re- it twisted, bro. Yeah, you can relate, but it is. It's such a, a, a anarchist freaking yeah, I, crazy view, you know, like just the way he handles his people. So militant, you know? Absolutely. But look, I'm going to give an example right now of like a super fucked up moment in the show. So again, if you haven't seen it yet, man, and you don't want any spoilers, you, you may want to come back in a week or two. Check us out on Podbean, <laughs> McPatches. He comes to Alexandria. Remember, Negan's there and he's all, you know, trying to find Rick and Rick is out scavenging, you know, so he goes out, he's playing pool with uh, the kid. I think his name's Sean. Yes. Yeah. You know, (laughs) he ends up like, you know, Sean telling him like he doesn't like Rick and he's like, oh, man, if you get rid of Rick, like I could be your guy and shit, you know. Yeah. So then he fucking guts that guy, Sean, blah, splits him end to end, spills his guts everywhere. And he's like, oh, my mistake. You did have guts. Look at that. You know. Hell yeah. And then, you know, um, what's what's her name? Rosalita. Yes. Rosalita. Yeah. Yeah. She takes a shot at him. You know. And then ends up hitting Lucille. So, yeah, yeah, man, he's like super pissed about that. Tells his, you know, second hand, right hand lady there to like dispatch someone in the crowd and they shoot like the heavy set lady. What was her name? Oh, geez. Was it Alice or something? Yeah, Yeah, something like that. She's the one that kept track all the inventory and stuff like that. Yeah. And even, you know, remember like Negan was like, at first, you're like, oh, he's kind of being nice to her because, but then, like, he was being like really like rotten. Like, he's like, oh, you probably ate most of this. <laughs> yeah, it was just yeah, well, well, dude. So that happens, and Rick shows up, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, Negan just showed up here, killed two fucking people. You know, and it's like going to take Eugene now because he made the bullet that yes, you know she yeah. used, and you're just like, holy fuck, man! Like, this is bad news, fucking bears. Like, this guy didn't come in here and do anything good oh yeah you know and then he tells rick he's like hey man this guy wanted me to kill you and i put him down for you (laughs) he's like that lady over there took a shot at me but you know what I i wanted to be fair about my punishment and i told that lady to choose someone to kill not a good earner 
you know? And now I like that heavy set lady, but she chose her to shoot. And let's face it, if you're running short on food, I kind of did you a favor there because she seemed like she was taking up quite a bit of it. Oh, and he's man. like, and I'm going to take this guy, Eugene, so you got one less mouth to feed. And I'm like, dude, his logic is mind-blowingly accurate to like well, depicting that scenario. <laughs> but it's just so... It's so fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's outside the realm of, you know, normal human compassion, you know? It's like, yeah. But like you said, so perfectly portrayed. I mean, all of his interactions in the earlier part of the season with Carl, mm-hmm. like you're almost just like, oh, dude, this fucking guy. Because, you know, you can tell at some points he kind of like, he likes Carl, but I think he likes him because he sees how fucked up Carl's becoming. <laughs> so it's like you can almost see he can morph him into like a mini Negan. I mean, Carl's practically becoming the governor anyway. Oh, but, yeah. Well, dude, yeah. Carl was kind of a badass when he came out that truck and shot up everybody oh, over at Negan's yeah. place. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, you're right. Like, I loved how Negan was really cool about not just killing him you yeah, know yeah. and i think that was something else he told rick when he was in alexandria that he was like yeah you know your boy came and shot up two of my men yep. you know but i didn't kill him you know i brought him back here you and know? made him spaghetti <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> we need to find the recipe for negan spaghetti hell yeah but man, man yeah that but it, what i really liked was that he did eventually shave off his like you know five o'clock shadow that he was running around wearing because yeah in the comics like Negan's heavily modeled off of Henry Rollins. It's not to say Henry Rollins has never had a beard or anything like that. I mean, he probably has, but it's just like when you think about him, he was like that kind of clean cut kind of look. Yeah. But the buzz cut on top. So, like when he did that, like in like I'd say like the mid season finale when he's waiting for Rick to come back, it was Mm -hmm. like, dude, that like. That nails it. I mean, he's already wearing the costume. He looks like he walks right, walked right out of the thing. But like yeah, now, yeah. now he looks literally like the Negan from the books. So I was like, "Damn, man, it's so cool." <laughs> well, I have to say, man, he's just—I'm such a fan of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I was so scared of Negan when he first showed up, man. <laughs> but like watching this season, it's hard not to watch Jeffrey Dean Morgan and want to like him. It you is, know? it is. But you, and, and then he sees, like, throwing out these kind of justifications for things that you're like, uh, I, I really want to go with what you're saying, but, you know, by the time he's grabbing irons and melting people's faces <laughs> off, you're like, eh, well, maybe maybe not, man. Yeah. I mean, I know um, I, I definitely want to sit down and watch it with you sometime, but it, it, it really makes me think of The Stand, and it kind of, gotcha. like, it's where you have the people that are trying to hold on to the old world values, and then you have the people that, like, yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're still kind of treating people okay, but it's like their their views are so twisted, you know, that you're <laughs> like, yeah, i definitely would probably be over there with those, uh, I'm going to be over here with these normal people over here <laughs> in Alexandria. But yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he's killing it. Yeah. I know he goes to a bunch of conventions. He's He seems like a super fun guy to like mm-hmm. hang out with. Like, you know, uh, a girl came and she was like, playing a little song for him like about Negan and he was like dancing to it and so he just seems like a cool dude man heck yeah man and I have to say one one last note on Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, as an actor and what I think is so interesting about him is the fact that I don't know if a lot of people caught it but he played uh, Tom Swain in the Batman versus Superman film oh yeah at the very yeah, beginning very you true, know they yeah. kind of have the flashbacks with him and did you catch who his wife was no who is it it, she's played by Lauren Cohan, who oh. plays Maggie in The oh. Walking Dead. Wow, look at All that. Right? So follow yeah. my logic on this, because I think there's some kind of conspiracy here, okay? <laughs> so Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohan have a son who becomes the Batman. Okay. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan finds Maggie 
and kills her husband with a bat. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I feel like there's something there, but I can't quite put my finger on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's pretty wild, man. <laughs> kills him with a bat. But this here is Lucille. She's a vampire bat. <laughs> I love so it, nuts, man. man. But well, you, you know what? He loves his bat. And he loves it and takes it with him everywhere. He loves Lucille. It's like his sort of uh, familiar, yes. you know. And I and I love how they they continue to use it in the show and showcase it in the show, even to the point when he leaves it outside the one time, you know, when Carl shows up and someone brings it back to him. And he's like, "Man, I never do that." Yeah, you know? yeah, and that's he know, right. Yeah. He knows that it's like his thing, and mm. it reminds me, man. It's like it's like those old nursery rhymes, you know. It's. It's like a boy in his blob. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> so we got a Dwayne and Brando special here, A Boy in His Blob. I'm about to take you on a journey I know nothing about. Growing jelly beans into my pet blob's mouth. They call me the boy because I got no name. What? Nobody calls you that, Dwayne. What? Oh, with the comical lyrics and such. No time for pause and blob isn't a good start to our friendship no i'm the blob son i get the job done if you're looking for links i ain't got none i'll be bouncing around on these hot buns shake like a dick can't say i'm not one come on now blob we're trying to make friends here here i come saving the day So don't stress, there ain't a game genie in my NES. Gotta save Blabalonia for it's too late. Oh, we ran off again, just great. Seriously, Blob, two times in one song? You ain't even fucking funny anymore. <laughs> it ain't no joke, I'm the Blob in this Blob. Man, I do what I want, and that includes your mom. Now give me all your jellies or I'll fuck that shit. It's a Blob in this boy, and don't you fucking forget. You might want to tone it down a little, Blob. Here I come, saving the day. My Blob's with me, yeah. No, I'm not. When people walk down the street, they say that is Blob. No, they don't. This is my Blob. Damn it, Blobby. And that was Dwayne and Brando with A Boy and His Blob. Oh, man, those guys are always jumping. Oh, you know it, man. You know, and it's like, it, it's fun when they kind of do some more of the more obscure, you know, Super Nintendo or, or Nintendo games that came out back then. Like, I mean, I remember renting a boy in his blob when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And what the thing is, El Bandito, is you're this kid and this blob kind of follows you around. So you actually kind of have two pl players that you're controlling. You don't really get to move him. He kind of just, you know, he's just along for the journey. But you feed him these jelly beans, and he turns into different stuff. Oh, nice. So he, like, might turn into a rocket, so then you could fly over, like, you know, 
uh, a hole in the ground, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, but it was like, you only had a limited number of these jelly beans. So it's like, you had to use them correctly, you know? Gotcha. But yeah, you just start off on like the streets of New York, but then like you go into the sewers and then like, you know, it's like all kinds of crazy shit. It sounds pretty badass. It, it was fun for the time. And it, and it was neat to try to figure out what the different um, things that you'd, sometimes like, you'd give the blob a jelly bean and he wouldn't really know like what he turned into. So you'd have to like read a Nintendo power and like, oh, that's a trampoline and it's like oh okay well they made it look more like a fucking trampoline maybe. yeah you're like uh, a trampoline from the side just yeah. looks like a table you know <laughs> but yep yeah like we said Dwayne and brando they're back with an you know again with another uh another hit and um you know that actually originally was an action adventure world song which was Dwayne's solo project so they've kind of been going through and like recreating some of those older nice. songs so i'm really hoping they go back and put the Dwayne and Brando twist on Comic Zone. So absolutely, man. It's a that's a favorite for the Power Hour here, man. That was, I think our first like kind of playthrough and review that we did yeah. live on the show. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But hey, man. Since we're talking about video games, why don't we take a quick break from The Walking Dead and jump into Video Game Zone. Absolutely, man, because we've got a couple of really awesome announcements just to throw out real quick in the world of video games. Oh, man, I'll take the one from the top, man. You know, I know I know. so far it hasn't really got on your must-playlist, El Bandito, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm slowly but surely gaining more and more interest to check this out. But it's just, re- just revealed that Cuphead has sold over a million copies on Xbox One and Steam collectively. So that's pretty wild. You know, I, mean, I know it was, you know, pretty popular. People were waiting for it. But I mean, it's only been out for what, like a week and million copies. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. The game has been uh, uh, pre- extremely praised for its design, which, of course, we've talked about. Mm-hmm. But also its difficulty. You know, they say it's almost akin to like the old like Nintendo Mega Man and, you know, some yeah. of these older like platformers. So I guess yeah. like not only do you play it, but you die a lot. Yeah, again, that's certainly what I want to do. Get my ass kicked. Pay a bunch of money to suck at a fucking game again. <laughs> well, I know when you kind of dug into some of those Disney afternoon collections and you're like, why did I ever play these? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's more of those people that are like, oh, my God, I miss these, like, difficult games, you know? So I think, it, you know, it probably appeals yeah. more to that. But, yeah, like you said. Hey, everybody's different, man. You, like you said, the little snowflakes, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more out there making my own... Uh, adventure and my own story in a game where I can die quick and then get right back into the action and die quick again but have fun every single time like over with Gun Media and Friday the 13th man oh yeah man we you guys know man like we you know we should try to see if we can get Gun to like you know officially sponsor us man <laughs> because man we're always talking about this game but we should because it is a great it's fucking game. great hell yeah man It's super good, and they just announced that Fox from Friday the 13th Part 3 will be added as a new counselor, man. They put out some artwork for her and everything already. The actress who played the character uh, unfortunately passed away last December, um, but her family and estate has granted permission for her to be immortalized in the game, which I can think of no more fitting tribute for you know, uh, someone who played such an iconic part. Oh, you, you know, know it, man. T- you know, it's just got to be tickled, you know? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, people are going to play it and they remember the character from the movie. I know a few people in the community have been like, 
if it was their daughter, they might be a little hard pressed to put her into a game that she's probably going to get murdered over and over and over again. But yeah, but like if that's what you're known for, that's exactly. what people remember you for, anyway. Exactly. Like, that's how I feel about it. I, yeah. I would love that. Shit, I'd love if they put me in the game either way. <laughs> Any video game. Hell yeah, I'd love to just be that guy, Chet, that gets killed at the beginning of everything, or whoever the fuck that guy is. You know? That's awesome. The guy with the man. mullet. He yeah, deserves to get yeah. killed. What the hell is he doing wearing a mullet? <laughs> Maybe one day he'll be a playable character. <laughs> All right. Well, last but not least, Microsoft has opened ta- talks with other networks to allow them to connect to Xbox Live for cross-platform video games man. Oh, man so this is pretty amazing it all kind of looks like it's it's finally happened thanks to i think minecraft i mean i'm gonna yes. go ahead and give them credit for yes. that yeah but uh you know pretty exciting stuff i know there's a lot of people that we know who play friday the 13th on platforms oh yeah um and we both got it on steam so mm-hmm. we kind of wish we could play with some of our friends obviously there is a slew of other games that you know, we'd love to cross-platform with. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, a mouse is so much better than a controller and blah, blah, sure, blah. So sure. hopefully we can play with those guys too, those snobs too, you know, <laughs> the master race over there yes. on PC. <laughs> you know? Unfortunately, Sony hasn't, uh, you know, joined the bandwagon on this yet. Uh, they've, they've made uh, no official statement or anything. Um, but the Xbox boss said so far the PS4 plan is going nowhere, uh, that oh. it's not a technical issue. It's strictly their business and politics and all that. And, you know, Man. I guess they sliced off a piece of Spider-Man and now their their hearts are broken for some money. <laughs> Man, I mean, I know right now, you know, they're, you know, they're still kind of leading the sales and stuff like that as far as like consoles go. But come on, Sony, like open up in that case that's like, you know, us as a gaming community, everyone wants yeah. to play together. People are, you still have your diehards that are going to buy your system. Yeah. You know, it's just the fact that, yeah, like us here on, you know, PC would love to play, you know, Friday the 13th with our friends that are on PlayStation 4. But yeah. And on Xbox. And Xbox. You know? yeah, so it's, it's, it's just silly. Like, I think the whole idea of exclusives is silly. Yeah. I think it's antiquated. They, they just need to get rid of it. I mean, if you have a PS4, but you'd love to play Halo, you should be able to. Sure. You know, yeah. uh, it just, it just, makes sense if you're going to sell the software sell the software you know if you can't push your console because your console is not good one piece of software is not really going to sell it man so i mean come on But that'll I, about wrap it up. I'm yeah. sorry, do you have anything? Oh, else? no, I was just going to say that, yeah, that definitely goes back to the old things with Nintendo, you yeah. know, with the Marios and the Zeldas and the Metroids. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and then when you had a franchise of games like that, you had 30, 40 titles that were exclusive to your thing. Yeah, yeah that's kind of one thing. But, I mean, each system only has less than 10, like, exclusive titles that anyone really gives a shit about. But let's throw yeah. this out there. Guess what company is totally jumping on this? cross-platform bandwagon nintendo you know so hey i mean that's pretty awesome of them so hell yeah man i think sega made the smartest move it was just like well let's just not make any fucking consoles let these other assholes make consoles (laughs) and we'll make games and sell the shit out of them to everybody you know i think that's the smartest moves now they don't have hardly as much overhead uh constructing consoles you got it all bandito if if we want to talk about things that are out there not making the kind of money that they should be making, man. <laughs> We're going to jump back into some Walking Dead talk and talk about Season 7 that just finished yep. uh, earlier this year. Uh, really not making the kind of, you know, um, 
ratings that it should have made. It was you know? surprising that, that it dropped during certain parts of the season. Yeah, and I know the, the story here says that a lot of the kind of casual viewers, you know, the soccer moms of the world out there, <laughs> are like mortified by fucking Negan and his antics and stuff. And let's not forget that the wonderful Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in P.S. I Love You as the romantic <laughs> like foreign guy who shows up at the end of the film to warm everyone's heart. Yeah. So a lot of women that were like, oh, I like that guy. I'm going to yeah, go watch him on yeah. G. Jesus Christ, you know, scale it back a bit, man, you know, but so I will admit for me, I watched the premiere of season seven. We watched it together live at your house, man. And that shit blew my fucking mind was so aggressive. Oh yeah. You know, so just chilling and visually uh, disturbing that I didn't, I didn't get back to watching the show for months, you know? And when I finally did watch the second episode, you know, and, and all that, I was like, I, I really can't. I can't. You know, like it just it shook me. It was um, it was very intense. Yeah. I mean, even the even the last few minutes, like where you know he's telling Rick to cut Carl's arm mm-hmm. off. You know, like just that. Not I mean, aside from Abraham and Glenn, you know, it's like. Whew. Man, just that position, you know, even Carl was like, go ahead and do it. You yeah. Know? And like Rick's like, I'm not going to do this, yeah. you know. But man, like, yeah, that that was an intense episode. But like, you know, just like any other show, like they kind of smoothed out a little it bit. It did. It know? came kind of right back into feeling like The Walking Dead. Just by the third episode, it was okay to kind of watch the rest of it, you know. <laughs> and and it, it was never quite to that level again. Um, even with like, it got back to just its general sense of horrificness, I guess I should say. Well, you know, it's like one of those things where at this point you're kind of like, you got to see how they're going to overcome this threat. You know what I mean? Like that's like, that's the drive, you know, it's like now we've really seen the full force of this, this antagonist. Let's see what, how they're going to beat it you know or if they will beat it. Yeah. And and I consider it very much that Negan is the ultimate antithesis. You know, that that he's kind of the one thing in this new zombie apocalypse world that is everyone's worst fear. You know, someone who's a big bad motherfucker and is going to do whatever he wants, Mm -hmm. you know, and has no moral compass that uh, really aligns with anyone else's. So there's a lot to be said about the battle of good versus evil that's kind of going into the show now and how that has manifested in the seventh season, and we want to talk all about that with you guys here in the next segment. Oh, yeah. Um, but real quick, we'd like to honor our newest favorite character on The Walking <laughs> Dead. You know? Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to play a track here by Negan. Negan, yeah, he, he sent us this. <laughs> Called Stupid Little Prick Named Rick. Let you have a taste of what it is we have to offer. Spend the night enjoying it, because tomorrow... It's gonna be a big day. Stupid little prick named Rick. Thought he knew shit, but didn't know shit. Suck ass, Rick. And you push me. Stupid little prick named Rick. Thought he knew shit, but didn't know shit. Suck ass, Rick. And you push me. Rick, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Man, I'm 
no shit. Holy crap! I just slid my dick down your throat. Stupid little prick named Rick who thought he knew shit but didn't know shit. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. <sighs> Damn, I love this place. <laughs> that was awesome. And that was Negan with stupid little prick named Rick. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm so glad he sent us that track. So thank you, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, for supplying us with that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If you guys dug that, check out a YouTube user, X Soppy Sofa X. And, uh, you know, they, they put together that little bit right there. I, yeah, it, was, it was funny. You know, of course, they're sitting there sampling that shape of you little, you know, yeah. do, do, do. I, I just I saw that and I was like, we got to play that on the power hour. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, that was wicked, dude. And speaking of wicked, we're talking about the battle between good and evil that is manifested on The Walking Dead during season seven. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, I have to say from from my point of view, you know, Negan showing up at the end of six. You know, you were kind of really, you were on this roller coaster of Rick trying to come to terms with how far he was willing to go to really survive and stuff in this new world, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, with the inclusion of Morgan coming mm -hmm. back finally after a few years, uh, kind of off the show, um, or away from the group, rather, uh, he was really facing that again, this term of like, should we kill people or should we not kill people or, or what responsibility do we have to be nice? You know, kind of going back to, you know, the early season two stuff where they yeah. talked about, you know, what are we really saving if we stop being human, if we lose society as a whole? And I always try to tell people that's what the show's really about. It's not about zombies and oh, monsters yeah. Yeah, and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's about like trying to survive and doing what you need to do to survive. But by the same token, you know, what part of humanity are you saving by doing what you have to do to survive? You know? Absolutely, <laughs> man. No, that's a great way of looking at it. And yeah, it seems like this season, upcoming season, is going to be the real, like you said, the battle. You know, like what, what you know, where. where you know, they're going to go at it and like, who's going to end up on top, you know, with a show like this, you really, yeah, you pretty much kind of say, oh, you know, Rick's going to figure it out. But I mean, it depends on how much it's going to cost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, or maybe like you said, like a show like Game of Thrones really flipped the script on you and who knows, man, Rick might be under Negan's boot at the end of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because there's kind of a debate here, but, but between the, the whole thing and it's very similar to what's going on in Game of Thrones where both of these shows started off where they're very realistic. Anyone can die at any moment. doesn't matter how valuable or important or what kind of plot armor you have. Like you could get dead in a hurry. Sure. You know, uh, but as both of them kind of near the end of their stories, uh, they seem like they're going to, be more like stories they're going to be more fantastical kind of towards the end as they're both kind of narrowing down into the battle between good and evil like the final confrontation sort of thing um so we have to expect like a little bit of sort of fantasy to kind of take more of the front seat to the realism where you know i mean are people really going to be comfortable seeing negan kill rick and everybody on the show i mean <laughs> is that really the way they can end a show I, I think we're ready for it as an audience and and as a culture i, I think we're ready for that i don't think anyone's gonna like it you know sure, sure. Um, but whether or not that's gonna happen i think is is really interesting to contemplate oh absolutely man and it's like that's the thing it's like now it's to that point of being like all right well we've seen what negan can do and like you said while some of his things are really agreeable we do know 
other things he does is just kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's it's almost that, that build up to see how is he going to stop Negan and, and plus not even just Negan now that Negan has these pretty much lieutenants, mm-hmm. if we want to use that word of like bad guys that, I mean, I hate to say it, like Negan in the comics, like he was such a force to be reckoned with, like these other individuals didn't exist, but I think from the show front, like you said, being that, you know, Rick and Michonne and, and Carl and, mm-hmm. you know, being that they all kind of- Daryl, yeah. Dar- oh yeah, Daryl. Daryl's a, a huge part of like, yeah. as Rick's lieutenant, his right-hand oh, yeah. man, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially what Negan put him through. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah, that's going to be some some yeah. some real, go- real stuff going down. Yeah. But like you said, when you want to talk about good, I think there's one character that like fits that- the the ultimate good guy role so far. Who's that, LB? Absolutely, man. We're talking about King Ezekiel, bro. <laughs> now, like we're saying, this battle of good and evil. Like, let's look at the good and evil because Rick's not really the good. No, you yeah, know yeah. that he's he's not who we're talking about as the good. He's like the everyman. He's like yes. the 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 actual human trying to survive while the embodiments of good and evil have been presented to him in this show now, and it's up to him to choose which example to follow. And, and which group to kind of ally with. Um, the good, of course, being like uh, Senor Bull just mentioned, King Ezekiel, man, you know, this yeah. guy who is doing good because it's good to do good. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, this this is this is a hell of a character, you know, just an every man, an every average day person who people started to look up to and he decided to care for them, Heck to yeah. protect them, to do everything he could to make their lives better, even if it meant being a fantasy. And that's you know? pretty cool. I'm glad that they kind of jumped that so early because mm-hmm. definitely in the comics, you're just like, dude, this, I mean, you, of course you're like, you know, he's not a real king, but it's like, they kind of like, didn't really give his whole backstory right up, right away. But it was cool that Carol, especially, you know, her character, she was like, yes, the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, lo- I mean, it, you know, kudos to that actress too, mm-hmm. where she's just like, I do not even know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Like that was so like, yeah, so awesome. I'm sure most people at home were like, I don't know either. <laughs> this guy's got a fuck tiger (laughs) absolutely man yeah and it's just that kind of thing where uh that kind of bridging the fantasy and the reality is something the show's always done so 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 very well and you know carol having the story arc that she's had and the development of her character into kind of this super badass Mm -hmm. almost can't comprehend what it is that king ezekiel's doing at first yeah you know but when he's able to to kind of drop the facade and tell her like no, dude, these people were looking for something to hang on to yes. to survive and to know that it was okay to be fucking nice, mm-hmm. you know, and to be good people. Exactly. So he took up that role, no matter how fantastical or kind of crazy it was, just to try to do his part to help and to keep everybody sane and everything. And hey, he even was still in line with Negan's stuff. You know, he was like, all right, well, I'll give you this stuff, you yeah. know, like pretty much the deal just to keep the facade like yeah. he said like the, for for the kingdom you yeah know? and and to help you know like he, to help them be safe yes. like that was him keeping them safe you know he's hey giving something to these other people so you know all in all it, it was it was him just being nice you know yeah and then you look at negan on the opposite side of the fence just doing everything evil and rotten and selfish i mean this guy is the ultimate personification of evil i mean you can talk <laughs> about the governor you know cutting off Maggie's dad's head right in front of everybody or whatever kind of awful shit you've seen before. 
but they all have sort of a motivation to be a crackpot. Yeah. You know, even Shane, driven by his kind of jealous, envious emotions, like everyone has a sin or a, a vice that they're they're falling prey to. But Negan really doesn't. He's just a shithead to be a shithead. <laughs> it's like he's just a selfish person. He's like a high school bully. That, Absolutely, yeah. man. He's definitely a tunnel snake. That's yes. for sure. <laughs> yes. We even, you know, you even remember like the redemption they had in the, you know, in or at least if we went back and got that guy, it could be. A, yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's just like yeah, like you said, this, the guy doesn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. Exactly. You know, like I've read ahead a little in the comics, and we're not even going to go there because it, the show's already proven that it can take a, a wild turn. Mm-hmm. You know, to what's in the comics, but you know, depending on what they do with Negan, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, as of right now, like. You know, it, it, I I know all those soccer moms out yeah. there would be more than happy to see, you know, Rick put a bullet between his eyes. So. Well, I know that one of the awesomest moments towards the, the conclusion, I'm pretty sure it was in the final episode, was the battle kind of at Alexandria, you know, <laughs> yeah. where Negan was basically going to put one in the back of Carl's head um, when man right from off screen comes Shiva, blam, to save the day. One of really the the most shocking things about season seven was meeting King Ezekiel and seeing Shiva for the first time, his pet tiger, you know, where we learn that, you know, King Ezekiel is really a zookeeper. And this was the lion (laughs) that like, you know, he was buddies with there or tiger that he was buddies with there. And, uh, and now just hangs out with them all the time. But yeah, how she saves the the kind of thing. and, And Ezekiel's there to kind of save the people in Alexandria uh, is really cool, but what sucks is that King Ezekiel's already losing so many people. I mean, oh, Morgan yeah. has definitely become pretty much his number one right-hand lieutenant guy yes, there. Yes, um, But he's lost so many soldiers in his army, and it's just been rough for him. So now he's joining this alliance to fight back against Negan, yep. and I think that's a great move on his part. We'll have to see how much, how much he really fully commits to it. Um, but I know that Negan's got, he's got numbers, man. He's got a lot of people there. And like you said, he's got a lot of great lieutenants out there. I know there's one in particular you're a pretty big fan of. Oh yeah, man. Simon, Stephen Ogg, you know, the Mm -hmm. actor, man, like this guy brings like the creep. I mean, especially (laughs) when he's talking to, you know, the, the mayor of Hilltop. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but you know, Gregory, Gregory. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Like he's just, he's, he's making Gregory squirm in his boots. Absolutely. He's like, I'm into tequila now. (laughs) Well, dude, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you talk about how bad Negan is, right? Mm -hmm. And he is, he's, he's, he's a horrible human being, but like you said, some of his views and control and stuff like has like, you know has some likability you know yeah like simon is like all those bad things without any of that you know he is yeah. he's just a slime ball <laughs> you know absolutely well that that's the thing that that negan incurs in people that he brings out in them is their selfish their desire to yes. be like him powerful and do whatever the fuck they want and but without any sort of that kind of charisma that helps Negan get away with the shit that he does. Oh, yeah. You know, and, oh, and if yeah. anyone's not familiar, Stephen Ogg uh, does a voice of Trevor in uh, GTA. Uh, <laughs> he's he's um, psychotic character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. Like we've said in the past, Trevor is that gta character that we all actually play and then go back to a saved game you know like when you just go ape shit and kill everybody and finally get gunned down by the police that's that's trevor's character if you haven't played it go check out gta 5 it's it's worth it also though another little some people have said Mm -hmm. you know they believe that trevor is actually simon 
Like, you know, oh, like okay. GTA happened. <laughs> and like, you know, that's just, you know, because the characters are so alike in how crazy they are. But even better, on Better Call Saul, Stephen Ogg played a character named Simon, which Mike in that show beats the living shit out of. Like they're <laughs> they're waiting to kind of get part of a job and stuff. We don't even need to get on all that. But either way, like he pretty much tries to one up Mike. And if you ain't watched Breaking Bread, go watch that shit too. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, it, it, it's really cool though because that could actually be a connection. Yeah, that you know the stuff that happened in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And that Walking Dead was a like, precursor to the Walking Dead. Exactly. Yeah. So that that's pretty wild. I mean, pe- people love to kind of make their oh, in universe you know, connections yeah. there, but <laughs> considering that's all family as far as AMC goes is pretty neat. But sure, sure. yeah, he's definitely an awesome lieutenant for Negan. And uh, the other thing that really scares me about Negan's army is Jadis and the Scavengers. Because those people are fucking batshit, bro. <laughs> you know it, man. You know, let's let's be honest. I know in the books, this part of the story is literally like maybe like two years after Rick woke up. Mm-hmm. Like in the show, I think just like a lot of other shows, we kind of have to look at their time. Sure. That this has been, it's been eight years because, you know, Carl's getting older and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, like, you know, when you see these people acting the way that they do, you're like, eight years really wouldn't change a group of people that much, right? Yeah, what, what, go to the up up or whatever. The yeah, fuck they're yeah, talking yeah. About, yeah. So it's like, yeah, for them to be that crazy, you know? Yeah, they're, they're they seem like they would have had to start it off as weirdo, like hippie cultists. Yes, you know, yes. which they very well could have, man. Oh, yeah. You know, and people really get into that cult mentality and they roll with it. So it's like I can very easily see people like going this level because it's almost like a religion to them you know yeah no that's so it's it's sort of batshit but by the same token like the way they flipped the script in the final episodes there and fucked over rick and stuff and jadis even took a shot at him like what 20 minutes after being like hey can we fuck after this fight i know that what the fuck man what did she say to uh to michonne uh you don't I, mind, right? Yeah, you don't mind, right? I yeah. can have him. You know, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, but that, that, Michonne's gonna cut your damn head off. Hell you know? yeah! And I mean, Jadis just kind of reminds me of like certain people that like I'm just like I, I kind of want to punch in real life. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, like emo people. Oh, <laughs> you know it, man. She's sitting there smoking like a clove cigarette, and so it's like, yeah. oh god, this one. Like I'm it's so like she's like a hipster, like <laughs> in the apocalypse. You know, it's so weird <laughs> with her weird like bowl haircut. Mm-hmm. She, uh, it's just so weird. Like you know, like no wear black, and you're like, it looks hot as fuck out. Where are you wearing black? I do have a predict prediction to make, and okay. this isn't like I said, it's not comic book knowledge because the scavengers aren't even in the comic. I mean, they might be like some sort of runoff group, but mm-hmm. like Jadis and them are are kind of like originals. But I have a feeling that if we don't see Negan die, I think it's going to be Jadis that bites the big one. Okay. You know, because they need to they need to give those soccer moms a win, a win, <laughs> something to hold on to. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a little little bull prediction right there. But I gotcha, man. Well, I can say this in Rick's corner. You know, not only is he teaming up with King Ezekiel now, who while he is sort of more the player at point where Negan and uh, King Ezekiel are really, to me, the combatants, you oh, know, yeah. and the wars being fought on Rick, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick has chosen to take up arms with King Ezekiel. Yes. And I think that's a good move for him because, uh, you know, they definitely have a lot of people. Uh, it's cool the way they have their sort of structure within the kingdom of guys on horseback and they kind of wear <laughs> armor like knights and I love shit. It. Like, yeah. it's fucking badass. So those people are committed to fighting. Um, but uh, Rick has got the fucking ultimate 
you know, a full house, you know, not an ace in the hole. He's got a full house in his back pocket with Morgan, who his ability to train people we've seen time and time again, his ability to kick ass we've seen time and time again. Carol, who's probably like the hardest fucking bitch in the universe, (laughs) you know, Uh, like Morgan even said at one point, she's probably the most dangerous person in this room, you know, when he's talking to a big group of people. Yes. And uh, Michonne. Oh, yeah. Hands down. You know, I, not one girl was fighting her in that last scene. I'm like, yeah. there's no way Michonne's going out like this. Hell you know? no, but dude. She, did, she took a beating, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That was no, nice she to, did. Yeah, yeah. She it, did, and uh, no one's immortal, but it's yeah. it's the kind of thing where it's like, man, you know, Glenn may have been our only Asian, but fuck, Michonne's like a fucking ninja sometimes <laughs> with that. I guess like a samurai, you know, with, with yes. her sword or whatever, man. So she kicks some ass. Carl being like the unforgiven fucking just badass that he can be sometimes where like he doesn't hesitate he fucks people up you know and i mean negan did chip away at his armor a bit with that fucking eyeball thing you know yeah yeah. um which again was compassionate almost of negan to be like hey kid i didn't mean to make you feel bad or whatever but you're bad like he was trying to build him up a little bit there but again you tend to wonder like is he trying to just win the kid over and take away something from rick you know but either way uh, Carl fighting for Rick, I think, is a good thing. And, of course, the one, the only, the person I know, any woman listening to this show is pissed we haven't talked about fucking more, Daryl, man. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, Daryl, you know, I mean, him also being a created character, he's always kind of had this, like, almost target on his back that he was kind of expendable. But, like you said, I think I, if if anyone had any kind of, like, plot armor, I mean, it might be Daryl. Because, like you <laughs> yeah. said, I think they would lose a lot of viewers. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have so much merchandise that it's like, if Daryl dies, we riot kind of shit. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Well, really, when they were talking about who might be up on the chopping block for Negan, because in the comics it was only Glenn who bit the big one. But mm-hmm. a lot of people thought Daryl was going to yeah. be the one to be killed. So, yeah, like when he wasn't, it's kind of like, oh, man, well, let's see. How long is Daryl going to make it? You know, Absolutely, so. man. But, yeah, he's turned into such a warrior for the side of Rick and, and such a important character to to their kind of survival that it's, it's really, really awesome to see how that transpires. And there's one other character that I know is Negan's kind of ace in the hole now that he's pulled out of his fucking ass. And we're going to talk about it on the other side of the break. So we're going to make you guys sweat a little bit for that one. <laughs> you know. But real quick, I know you had some news about someone else who should be hanging around but isn't. Yeah, the actress uh, who played Andrea in seasons one through three is actually taken to the internet. You know, because that's where <laughs> everybody goes now when they're angry. Yeah. You know, and she's upset that her character was killed off much earlier than when she met her demise in the comics. And um, in the comics, Andrea kind of took uh, on Michonne's role as Rick's love interest. So, I mean, you know, not that I'm trying to give anything away, but it's just, I mean, we don't know if that's going to happen because, yeah, if when you look at the comics, she lasted this long, like Mm -hmm. to this current point in the story. So it's like, you you know, like for her to get taken out so early, there must have been some reason why the showrunners were like yeah no we don't want it and yeah, maybe yeah. They didn't like i mean it. i feel bad i liked her character a lot oh, i yeah. hated to see her go when she yeah, went yeah um so yeah man that kind of sucks but hey say la vie right sometimes what can you do absolutely man you know and it's like you know one thing i always felt about it is she was killed technically off screen yeah so you just never knew if, like, all of a sudden Andrea was going to pop back up again. <laughs> but I think it's been confirmed with her taking to the streets with this that 
Um, we definitely won't be seeing Andrea back. And, um, yeah, it is unfortunate, but, you know, hey, like you said, it, moving on, that was that was so many seasons ago. Most people are going to be yeah. like, who the hell is Andrea? <laughs> Isn't that where they live? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, uh, you know, it's too bad for her. She took to the Internet to voice her complaints, which is cool for her, though. And, you know, if you guys want to take to the Internet and tell us your complaints, feel oh, yeah. free, man. Uh, you can hit us up at thepowerhourlove at gmail.com, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram. You can call us anytime, 24-7, on our toll-free number. It's 1-844-944-LOVE. That's 5683. We'd love to hear from you guys, hear oh, your yeah. thoughts about The Walking Dead, uh, hear about what you guys think about the upcoming season and, and the comics and, and everything. Or if you have a topic or something you want us to discuss on the show, feel free to let us know. All right. Well, like we said, though, Negan has got an ace in the hole, and you're going to get to find out exactly who it is that can turn the tides on both King Ezekiel and Rick. But first, you're going to have to suffer in the closet. <laughs> it's torturous. All right, if you haven't lost your minds and you're still with us. Oh, man, because you know that's that's easy street. Well, that cover comes from George L., a uh, like YouTube sensation on there. So go and check her out. She has a gorgeous video on there. She's a total babe. Oh, absolutely, so. man. Go out there and subscribe. You know, I definitely noticed that, you know, you know, she's, you know, we could definitely help her out, go out there and click some, some subscriptions, cl click a like on the video. Like you said, man, total beautiful girl, you know? So I mean, like yeah. more people need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. I wouldn't say more people need to hear that because Jesus, oh, that is some frightening shit. I mean, she does a beautiful rendition of it, but I would not want to be locked in the closet listening to that all day. <laughs> oh, you know it, man. She even said that that was her torture song in the, in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, of course, if, if, if you don't remember, that's what they were playing for, uh, for Daryl and anyone else who was locked up over at Negan's <laughs> camp. Uh, a proven uh, torture technique to play children's music uh, while you have people incarcerated and uh, it sort of drives them 
batshit. Oh, yeah, man. And then even, you know, giving them, what, dog food and shit like yeah. that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It was it was just horrible, you know? But well, I mean, I'm not sure that wasn't just uh, that one guy being a dick to him with the burnt up face. What was his name? I'm so oh, bad with names. Oh, Dwight. Dwight, Dwight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Dwight was just giving him dog food because he was pissed at him. Yeah, and it's really funny. I know we didn't really mention Dwight in our last segment, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where he falls Absolutely. And, uh, as, as this continues on. So Yeah, yeah, with his weird sort of memory thing where he's kind of having trouble remembering about his wife or whatever. And Yeah. You know, but again, too, he showed up with the beer and pretzels, man. So you, you know it, he, man. He remembered that at least, but uh, as promised, man, we were going to talk about the all-out war. Yes. Uh, adaptation coming up and who Negan's ace in the hole is going to be during that whole confrontation. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how this stacks up to the comics while we make people sweat it out and wait to see who the ace in the hole is. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, all out war is definitely like one of the major turning points in the story. You know, I think Negan showed up in like issue 100, you know, okay. like in the comics and all out war was pretty much from like, I think it was like issue 115 to like, 125 it was literally like a year-long arc wow you know so i mean the fact that they're gonna probably be spending the whole season you know they always take that little mid-season finale Mm -hmm. you know i have a feeling i might know where that's gonna break but i mean i i I can't imagine them just doing all-out war in this first half of the season like i have a feeling this is gonna span the whole season okay there's a lot of stuff that goes down in the comics i'm not gonna start throwing out characters and stuff like that because as we said, they can definitely swap people out. Maybe more than just one or, or two or three people are going to go. But yeah, there, there's always the, uh, you know, the, there's the case of main characters that could either die or become really wounded. So, you know, that's, that's you know, almost like Carl level kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, the, the story itself is 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 awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have to say that I stopped reading the Walking Dead comics like right after the story, not because, you know, the stories weren't still good, but it was just like, it was so like, wow, like if you were going to end the series, like it's a good place to end it, but they're not going to end the Walking Dead TV <laughs> yeah. show. It makes way too much money. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. going to be sticking around for a while. Well, I know we both started watching the, uh, or reading the comics you know, but before the show started airing, uh, I remember like as soon as the show came on, I stopped reading the comics because I was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch the show, you know. Uh, but yeah, the comics are wonderful. Robert Kirkman always does great work. Yeah. Um, really good. I mean, he does the Invincible series. He does a lot of stuff with uh, both Marvel and DC. So ch- check out the work that he does. I think he does some DC stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I can't he's think been, anything off the top of my head, but he's I'm been sure all he's over. Doing man. something. Image, yeah. though, is definitely like his headquarters for. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've never really watched this Fear the Walking Dead TV show. I haven't I, either. Yeah, I know it has, I'm, like, I'm anxious to jump on it, though. You know, I want to check it out because it seems like it fills in a lot of when Rick was in the hospital type stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, so I, I don't know how much that plays into. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe their stories also written by him or if they're just kind of going on their own thing. Yeah, but yeah. Um, absolutely, man. If, if And. You know, with the latest trailer that AMC put out for this season, it, it says in big letters, all out war. So <laughs> I, I know they're, they're really trying to probably uh, reel back in some of those comic fans. Mm-hmm. Not like I said, the, even this past season, like they they weaved in and out of things that they sure. did in the comics. Sometimes things happen. Which is what it should be. Because oh, yeah. I mean, like, I know how people want, I want a faithful adaptation, but you wouldn't want to see the same shit. I mean, come on. You know? I mean, as cool as Sin City was, the yeah. fact that I'd already read that book, I mean, seeing it come to life was great, but really then by the time the second one came out, I was like, 
I'm kind of over this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it's nice that they mix it up. And it kind of gives you a treat for the the comic readers because mm-hmm. you think you know it all. And then it's like, boom, Abraham's dying here too. Yep. You know, yep. so. But all right, we've been stalling long enough. So in All Out yeah. War, you told me that there's one character that's totally missing and he's still hanging around in the show and he's Negan's ace in the hole, the super scientist, fucking egghead brainiac, Eugene. Absolutely, man. And uh, definitely, you know, Eugene, the character in the in the comics, you know, he definitely is, you know, still running around, mm-hmm. but what he's doing in the show is so <laughs> different than what he's doing in the comic. You know, I mean, he's made, he made, you know, bullets and stuff in the comics too, mm-hmm. but it's like, without getting too deep, I don't want to spoil anything just in case it gets to this point as well, but it's just that he becomes such a, a key character and it's like the route that they're taking him on, it's almost like for him to come back and still do these awesome things like yeah he, it's hard to wear that kind of redemption you know and i mean maybe they wanted to, to dig that even deeper you mm-hmm. know like you said like not just a thing of like him personally but also regaining trust but i mean like i said almost right here i mean you saw what he was doing he was making like the the zombie guards at the, yeah. at the thing with all the the metal on the, i mean yeah which was <laughs> genius i mean they, they they've done a great job of playing up his his smarts throughout a lot of the show, but only in the ability for him to bullshit people. Exactly. You know, so it was great yeah. to actually see him do some things that were real, like egghead level shit. And I thought him coming up with that idea of using a smelter to just pour <laughs> molten metals over the zombies and like cling them to a chain link fence so they would just sit there. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking brutal and weird. And then he's like, and the extra added bonus of having a bulletproof noggin. You know, you're oh, like, dude, what? Yeah. It's 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 just crazy for him to have him yeah. on on his side, and like you said, that's one of those things where we're like, "Where's that going to play?" Because mm-hmm. I mean, of course, what did he even didn't Rick say to him, Eugene, you can come back, and he was like, "No, that's not." I, I'm pretty sure he had the he had the option to to come back to to uh, uh, you Alexandria, know, yeah, Alexandria, yeah. and he didn't take it. So I'm like. Man, where, where what's going to happen to Eugene here? And like you said, with that, with those smarts coming into play, he he could put some more advantage to to Negan. Um, one thing I would say, I know we're jump, I don't want to jump back too much into the scavengers, but like I said in the comics, Negan and the and the saviors were such a a force to be reckoned with. They didn't really need to like bring in these extra you know, generals, but the fact mm-hmm. that they're doing it is just, they're, they're stacking it so, yeah. so big that, I mean, I think this is going to be an even bigger war than what we saw in the, in the comics. Oh, so. absolutely, man. I have no doubt in my mind that all this is going to really shape out to be a pretty epic, epic season, man. So we can't wait for it to get started. We know it's only a few days away. So we hope all you beautiful people out there will, you know, take some time after checking out this episode to you know sit down and and check out this awesome premiere coming out oh yeah um but you know shortly after that we've got halloween time coming right around the corner so i know next week we're going to dedicate our entire show to halloween some of the myths legends some of the best costumes coming out for this year some of the worst costumes like those punny fucking costumes that i hate so much (laughs) um so make sure to join us back next week for an hour of halloween fun Uh, but we're going to leave you tonight real quick um, with some Halloween-themed events that are going to be coming up in the upcoming weeks. We want to give you a little bit of heads up on it so that you can make your plans early. You know it, El Bandito. And I you know, I know right now, between now and Halloween, there's like 
so many different things to choose yeah. from. I mean, if you've got like super expendable income, you know, you can run up to Orlando and go to the Halloween Horror Nights. But, you know, some folks down here still want to get a good scare, but like not have an empty, you know, wallet at yeah. the end of the night. So I know there's a, there's an event that you and I have gone to in the past and really enjoyed. And that's the Enigma Haunt down in Boca, Florida. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's this giant haunted house that they put on down there. They usually have three or four different haunted houses inside one epic, epic-sized building. Um, and they have a level of craftsmanship and expertise in there that absolutely rivals Halloween Horror Nights. I mean, it looks like anything I've seen up there. Oh, uh, yeah. Phenomenal quality, really great. Um, short lines, doesn't cost nearly as much. <laughs> um, what what kind of price range are they looking at for so, that? You know, if you want, you're you're absolutely right, Albandita. There's three haunts that you can go through, and if you're going to do the triple terror pack, which gets you into each of the haunted houses, which like we saw last year, they kind of go one after each other. So like yeah. when you finish one, you kind of don't just want to like exit stage left. You want to go through all three of them. So yeah, yeah it's thirty bucks for the triple terror pack. Mm-hmm. So, so that's that's yeah. per person, but with that thirty dollars, you'd get to walk through each of the three houses. So oh, it's yeah. essentially ten bucks a house at that point exactly you know um, i think you pay a few dollars more if you wanted to do just one like it's not straight up 10 bucks right isn't it like 12 yeah or something? I th- yeah i think it's like 15 17 you know something uh, okay. yeah so they, they balance it out like definitely the triple terror pack is the is the is the best yeah it's the bargain yeah, exactly yeah yeah they're open uh friday through sunday till the end of the month uh i'm sure they're going to be open on halloween but it's probably going to be a madhouse you know because that's the <laughs> night everybody wants to really get scared yeah but yeah halloween falls on like a Tuesday this yeah. year so it's like yeah you might want to go that weekend before but that might be kind of crazy too mm-hmm. but the three houses they have this year are pandemic and that's going to be like your zombies you know yeah. uh, maybe a maybe a you know haunted hospital kind of feel mm-hmm. you got realms of terror which is the one that we did last year remember when you're going through all the little portals yeah that it's, was really cool because yeah. they had set them all up where they were different devices that you walk through some of them would be pitch black some of yeah. them would be like spongy you had to push your way through these like kind of foam yeah. curtains <laughs> really bizarre stuff were very cool Hell yeah. And then Oblivion, which is their famous dark house, which is it's completely pitch black. And you have to find your way around this haunted maze where people like shine lights at you, blow like horns at you. I mean, we did oh, that one. Yeah, too. yeah, we did that one, too. They even had a giant like what was it? It was almost like um, I think it was like a horse head or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you turn one corner and it's a, it's this giant horse head on a gimbal. And I mean, giant, like six foot tall. Yeah. Like comes out of the wall at you. It was pretty amazing. Definitely. So yeah, that, if you guys want to get scared, go check out Enigma Hunt down in Boca, Florida. And tell them the Power Hour sent you. Absolutely, man. And come on, we know you Boca people got money. Get out oh, there and shit. show some love to uh, the Enigma Haunt down there. But otherwise, we'll join you guys next week uh, right here, Podunk Radio. So make sure to hit us up online, uh, powerhourlove at gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, one eight four four nine four four love Any way you want to get in touch with us, we want to get in touch with you. So that'll about do it for tonight. I guess we're going to have to wrap it up. Wrap it up, man. We know we always hate to see us go, man. But, you know, sometimes the love just has to leave the building. Absolutely. We'll catch you all next week. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great. But what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. 
I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. Zero to the divorce. I love this place.